and welcome to another episode of Speaking with Accent, presented to you by Accent Student Media, Austin Community College's only student-run news source. My name is Nathan Spear, the editor-in-chief of Accent Student Media, and I'm joined by... Elif Sahin. I'm a communications major, and I'm a writer for Accent. Joseph Hurt. I'm an RTF major and also a writer for Accent. And Alice Wilson, I am an undeclared major, and I'm also a writer for Accent. So last episode, we brought four different topics to the table, and this time we're going to be focusing on just one item of interest. Alice will be leading the conversation on that. Could you let us know what today is all about? Yes, for sure. I'm excited to talk about this um, and hear what everyone else has to say as well. But today I'm kind of bringing this topic of how to find your purpose or your, your plan kind of your your career, your life path, whatever you want to call it. It's definitely an overused term, but it's something that I have thought about a lot in my own life, and especially as an undeclared major, I'm still thinking about it. So I have brought two thought experiments that have helped me a lot in my own kind of journey to, to finding what I want to do. And I think hopefully everyone who's listening will be able to relate to them. So one of them is a little bit more step-by-step and the other one is more like a theory, we'll call it. (laughs) So the first one is called The Odyssey Plan. And this actually comes from the book Designing Your Life by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans. And they actually made a Stanford course out of this. So there's a lot of like scientific data that's backing this this research up. Um, It's all about kind of designing multiple life paths, which sounds kind of basic, but it gets, you know, more detailed than this over the next five years. What I found really helpful was I just took out a piece of paper as I was kind of going through this. And you can literally just take like five minutes on each plan, jot down kind of your ideas. Don't think about it too, too hard or else you kind of get scared away with the details. But for plan one is if you basically continued on the track that you're on now if you continued with your current habits and your your current you know major if you're a student or or what have you um over the next five years how would your life look like so say for me i am well (laughs) i'm undeclared (laughs) let's say i was majoring in english which was an option that i was considering for a long time it might be like okay over the next five years I'm going to graduate with maybe my associates or I'll transfer to a university, um, become maybe an English professor. I'll be living in Texas. I'll be, you know, this, that, and the other thing. So if you just continued with whatever you're doing now, what would your life be like in the next five years? You're an undeclared major, but you are taking classes, right? Yes, I'm taking all of my core classes. So the goal is to transfer to UT. So... For me, yeah, it would look like transferring to UT, going into whatever my degree ends up being in. Mm -hmm. Could be English, could be French. You know, that's kind of like, I can see this reasonably happening Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. What about you guys? Well, I guess I'm a journalism major, Mm -hmm. um, and I've been doing the journalism track too. I'm in my final semester of it, I guess. So it's kind of hard to say where, like, if I continued what I'm doing, because it feels like I won't be continuing what I've been doing, you know, like after this semester. But um, probably something in, in writing or creative writing um, in a four year would hopefully be the the is the goal, you mm-hmm. know, um, and then seeing what happens from there. I don't know. It's just like I feel like I've been playing it very, you know, as the, you know, wind flows kind of ordeal. <laughs> yeah. So it's just yes. it's, it's hard to say it's it's hard to see what I've been doing to say if I continue to do it. You know, like it's mm-hmm. like I, I feel like I haven't had a pattern so much as to something that I could continue to have, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. That's totally reasonable. And I think that's one of the, the reasons why kind of laying it out like this is so helpful because it actually makes you think about like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, what what does five years <laughs> Yeah, I haven't like? had a direction. Maybe, <laughs> Wait a minute. Maybe I should get one of those. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a really, it's a, it honestly is pretty eye-opening. Um, and I, I do, I do, I would like to know better what I'd be doing in five years. But I think that's like what your early 20s feels like, though. Mm-hmm. You're kind of just like thrown into like adulthood mm-hmm. and oh, you sure. just kind of have to figure it out 
as it goes. Like everything is kind of unpredictable. Um, but I think what's important in your early 20s is like your daily habits, like taking care of yourself, like making sure you're spending time with, you know, friends and family, things like that. Mm-hmm. Are you I've, in your 20s? I'm tw- I just turned 20. Oh, wow. Now you're an expert. <laughs> you got an expert over yeah. here. Yeah. Um, but I I think that's kind of like the trajectory I'm on. Like, obviously, I'm going to graduate, things like that. But I have no clue, like, where I want to work, like, what I want to do as a career. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your major again? Communications. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So it is pretty general, but I feel like, you know, having those doors open is, yeah. is nice, too, surely. Yeah. I used to want to be like a corporate communications major, but now I'm like, I kind of want to do like political communications because that's like my main interest. And mm-hmm. what but would I'm you like, do with that? I'm exactly. Curious, like, I don't know. Go overseas or something. Yeah. Overseas. <laughs> I don't know. Like a diplomat. Hmm. We'll see. Should we'll I see. go? Should I talk yeah, about for it. Mm-hmm. So I've, I, my, okay, I'm an RTF major. So mm-hmm. like that means radio, television, film. And for me, it's filmmaking. And I really want to do directing. And like in five years, the goal is to be directing movies, which mm-hmm. is like, it's very ambitious. Like I want to, I want to get into UT Austin. I want to um, graduate and I want to be making movies or at the very least working in the film industry, like not just as a production assistant. You know? I can totally see you doing that. Yeah, you should volunteer for, sure. for like SXSW or South by Southwest. Yeah, South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have we, a lot of good opportunities. We probably are going to be covering it for, yeah. for accent. Yeah. yeah. That'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. Shout out if anyone wants to join and, and is interested in covering that. Um, <laughs> but um, based off majors, I feel like you can relate. Like, I feel like an undeclared artist in that. Like, I know I want to be creative and create things, mm-hmm. but there's so many avenues, like creative outlets that I want to explore and see what, like, I find su- not only success in, but passion for. Uh-huh. I actually went through like the same exact kind of thought process. Like for a long time during high school, like my creative interests were just like all over the place, like Mm -hmm. kind of shotgunning out. And I would do music. I would do writing. I would do graphic design. Like I had all these giant phases. Literally say. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't like for me, filmmaking is kind of chosen arbitrarily. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. it sounds kind of silly, but, um, like there's a there's a couple of different reasons why I chose filmmaking like as the creative avenue for me. And one of the biggest reasons for me is like people don't watch people don't read stuff as much anymore. Like people watch movies and if I want to create something that's seen by people, then it I think movies is probably the better way to do that. Interesting. Yeah, and I feel like it also combines like a lot of kind of creative aspects too. Oh yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. kind of like a huge kind of combination mm-hmm. of everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, it's it'll like also the, pay your rent too, which is good. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> it depends. It's on like the depends. back of our minds for everything at this point. Because um, yeah. even that can like translate into commercials and stuff. And that's the same thing with like a writing career, which I feel like is something I could definitely see myself wanting to explore. In the next five years, I definitely would want something more officially published and probably more creative writing published. But um, yeah, but I feel like those things are also transferable into um, monetary benefit. monetary gain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you just kind of corrupt it into capitalist function, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Turn yeah. writing into script writing and like movies into commercials and music into jingles. You know what I mean? That's so, true. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the one of the biggest stresses about finding something that a you like doing, but also b makes money and (laughs) makes you Mm -hmm. you know is gonna help support you in your whole life yeah and the presence of money also make gives you that feeling of like oh there's not even five years to figure this out you know it's like i've got to be working at this now i better have a direction you know it's kind of the purpose you it's it feels like the purpose i want a direction the reason i want a direction it's kind of existential in a way like you will not live unless you have money. Like well, you don't I, have a choice. I yeah, feel like I've been going through like a quarter life crisis for like <laughs> five yeah. years. I feel fifty sometimes just because <laughs> I, I rent mean, an apartment. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's like a lot of our generation because we've been through so much. We also see like how important money is to like mm-hmm. function. Like mm-hmm. I step out the door and I spend like fifty dollars minimum. Like oh, God. yeah, yeah, it's, I know. it's so it's so weird. Like gas, a cup of coffee, and then I'm broke. Mm. I um, feel like a direction would not change my spent my bad spending habits because those <laughs> things need a lot more a lot more work. This <laughs> needs to be another <laughs> podcast episode, totally Learning off topic. To budget but like budgeting, investing, yes, savings. For sure. I would love to just <laughs> yeah. get on. That's on like that. a selfish well, topic. The thing is, is like one of us would have to be an expert on that. Or yeah, at least know how to so do it. True. So. Or at least watch some TED Talks on it. <laughs> um Do you want to go on with like Yeah, the let me plan? throw a wrench we, in yeah. this whole plan. Yeah. So now 
plan number two, back to the Odyssey plan. If you couldn't do your plan number one, if that was no longer on the table, your your major's different, your career's different now, if you were going to move somewhere, that's off the table. If one, if option number one was no longer possible, what would you do? I have an answer for this, oh, but I'll, oh, yeah. I'll wait. Can, <laughs> if, okay. I can go because I feel like mine's pretty quick. So when looking at like film majors, my goal is to go to UT Austin and I, I was curious like the career outcomes. So I looked up all the people who graduated from like the past couple of years mm-hmm. and like saw what they did <laughs> were you, for their job. Were you on Indeed? Yeah, partly because that's where all the salaries are. Yeah, partly where they (laughs) you're you're currently looking at the the paychecks. So, (laughs) as far as like film degrees go, pretty much no one actually goes into the film industry like with an RTF degree, but they do end up making money. Yeah. Wait. So, what industry do they get into? Surprisingly, like graphic design is probably the biggest. Yeah, I know. That seems out of left field. That makes sense though, Uh because they make a lot of money. Yeah, Yeah. from what I know, at least. And it's creative and business oriented. So, like, that's that's kind of where I would go. Uh, programs, you know, tech, techno technology mm-hmm. programs and stuff. Yeah. So, so I guess that makes sense. But is that intimidating to you at all? Like the the idea that like maybe your major won't lead to. Yeah, absolutely. It's like it's like <laughs> I'm. That's kind of the. So, there's like these insurmountable odds that I have to face. Of like, number one, I want to go into the film industry, which is extremely competitive. Number two, I want to be a director, which mm-hmm. is like ten times more competitive than just being in the industry. So. And it's just like like all these things piling <laughs> up. Mm-hmm. But um, the way I've been viewing it is like it's it's partly a matter of skill and like talent, but it's also a big part just like chance and probability. Mm-hmm. And there's all these little things I can do or like all these things that like compound together to slightly improve my chances every single time, which to me makes it less intimidating. Like getting into UT Austin, there's a really low acceptance rate for the program I want to get into. Mm-hmm. And like it's just like, like I can – Improve my chances. I'm not guaranteed right. to get in, but like that kind of gives me and a little bit of Persistence is yeah. what's important too. Yeah, exactly. Like you're yeah. you're putting the effort in and wanting to maintain like the direction to that success. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that's where the salt is, and and the friends you make along the way. Oh, I forgot about there. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, um, do you want to talk about yours, Elise? Uh, yes. If I feel like if anything, I'd just be like a painter in Italy or something like that. <laughs> I've always loved to paint, but I know that's not going to make me a lot of money, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also like like really uncertain. My grandma used to be a painter. Um, Amazing. Yeah, but obviously like she didn't bring like all the income to her house. Like she would just, it was just a hobby. But right. I think that's definitely what I would do. Um, I think that kind of goes along with like plan three too. I was just yeah. going to say, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, I can go on to, do you want to give yes. us your second plan? And then I'll oh. kind of go on to plan three, which yeah. sounds like a lot is what, like what Elif was saying. Because my answer for plan two would not be my answer for plan three. Because it's it's genuinely just based off of the fact that like I've been thinking about, so I want to transfer soon in the future. But the thing is like um, I definitely don't have money to be thinking of four years right now. And so I, I'm like thinking about taking a semester off. And like doing things and then but there's that one option that America instills in you when you're in need of money for education oh and that's the freaking military. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, no. it's true. And so I'm like, Guys, well, maybe the, co- the military. Yeah, literally. The I'm military. like, maybe the Coast Guard's call. Maybe I'll sail boats on the ocean and just get that GI Bill. And I just hate that 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 has to be an option for me to think about simply because I need money for an education is like what what just simple get thing married at this point <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure no i wouldn't join the military it's definitely a far option it's just when i'm bringing up because it is an option it does have it's like i there are people going to acc or like beyond that are like just like free rides and stuff and there's a lot of benefits with doing it but it just sucks like the pay the payment for doing yeah. it and also can i say something i've i've seen like a lot of like booths set up at acc um of like people trying to recruit you know students to join the military and I feel like that's super harmful. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's a lot of it's a little cultish. A lot of know. community college students, like a, don't you know have like the financial resources to go to a four year, or b they don't know what they want to do with their lives. Mm-hmm. And people trying to like rope them into the military is like Predatory. yeah, just it, it does just seem... sell your soul to like <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's a whole like military that like doesn't care about what you live or die. It does seem targeted yeah. now. Like it's like, hey, it you, is have, you have low income and you want an education. Clearly, yeah. it's like well, it's like it's targeted towards me. It's like like it, <laughs> damn it, it's working. <laughs> but it definitely would never be my plan three. Which you want if you want to go into that. Yeah. So so plan three is 
if money and status were of no importance. So just like throw it out there. Just have fun with this one. Like if you didn't have to worry about paying your rent every month or, <laughs> or being a millionaire or, or having this fancy CEO position, what would you like just want to do? Mm-hmm. I feel like, like uh, Alif was saying, like art is always kind of the direction with that that I would go to. It's just like, I don't know, I'd settle in some sort of castle somewhere and, yes, and be yes. writing and writing <laughs> writing short story like haunted short stories. Haunted. <laughs> yeah. In like a, a weekly periodical or something. I don't know, like li- living the that that old pipe smoking writer dream, I don't know, would be would be the would be fun. <laughs> I love that. What about what about you? Do you, um, do you have a my plan line? is the same. I just want to be a painter in the middle <laughs> of Europe. Yeah. <laughs> so if I could do anything for the rest of my life and not not have to worry about money or status, I would still be a filmmaker. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Yeah, like, like, yeah. that's when you know you're on the right path. Let's like this I mean, doesn't apply to him. <laughs> you kind you're of like li- our inspiration. You're kind of already living like if money or status weren't important. I'm living the dream, guys. Without the fear. Yeah. yeah. Six hours of sleep and. Yeah. Can I ask a question real quick? Yeah. What would you do if it wasn't filmmaking? Like if that just suddenly like movies that don't wasn't exist. Wasn't like a thing. Movies don't exist Letterboxd anymore. is not an app. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Um, if, if it's not filmmaking, do you ever think about that? Yeah, like, of course. Like all the time. Like I doubt if I want to be a director or do anything in film all often. Mm. And like no RTF at all. No well, do RTF. You ha- do you no have RTF? <laughs> um, journalism, I think is a good option for me. I love, uh, it's like the closest thing to RTF. Yeah. It, it's pretty close. <laughs> give us That's something, give us something unique. Juicy, like archaeology, give us sailor, sailor in the Pacific ocean or something. <laughs> oh, I got one. I got one. Okay. So let's say nothing in media, like nothing kind of like related to that or entertainment at all, then I would do philosophy. That would be my philosophy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's basically filmmaking. <laughs> yeah. I would do, do philosophy and I would consider either teaching or becoming like a lawyer. That would that's be That's really cool. Yeah. I was actually thinking of being a professor or a lawyer at uh-huh. some point. Well, I think the cool thing about all these plans is you can kind of look back over them and see the through line, like kind of what your main values are. So maybe... Yours is writing and yours is art somehow. So you know that that is something that you want to have mm-hmm. in your future. In the somehow. foundations. In yeah. The, yeah, like that's in your foundations. Um, so I think that's one of the, the biggest benefits of going over the plans like this. And then also just overall, like having your, I know for me at least, having my mind exposed to like, oh, wow, I actually could do any number of things even if I'm not doing what I thought it would be that just made a big like just writing this out again I really encourage anyone listening who doesn't (laughs) who's in the same boat just like take a few minutes and you might just like surprise yourself with with what you can what would be you you haven't answered enough of these (laughs) 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 let's hear about your your story at least plan three at the very least three Um, I think that I would be like, a tra- <laughs> I'd probably uh, just want to travel around. Okay. Oh my God. I was a truck driver. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, I, no, that's <laughs> rad. That's driving around no, the country sounds kind of cool. I yeah. think I would be like an archaeologist and go to like mm-hmm. Stonehenge and that's then so cool. Egypt Ooh, and so like just go around and not need to really... Are you into like archaeology? Well, or? it's always been like kind of in the back of my mind, but never something I've actually pursued. Um, that's cool. I've never thought about like rocks in that way. Not even the right. Geology is wrong. Oh wait, that's geology. Wait, archaeology is like fossils and stuff, yeah, right? Like in stuff from human, like ancient civilizations. Oh, okay. Excavating. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if no? any of you guys Thank have watched you. Bones. Bones, like is that the, the one of like Timothy Chalamet? She's a, what? No, no, Wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's bones. That's bones and all. Oh, okay, 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 she's yeah. a forensic anthropologist, and uh, I watched this show when I was like little, and it's probably totally glamorized. Well, but ever since then, I've been like, hmm. <laughs> that's what mummies. <laughs> that, that's what Indiana Jones did did for me with anthropology. Like, right? I, um, well, it actually led to me wanting to do writing because in like elementary school i'd be like writing stories about this knockoff indiana jones anthropologist and be like i know what an anthropologist is Mm -hmm. and like bragged on my friends anyway thank you thank you for answering 
Well, sometimes, you know, you have to be a little vulnerable because you don't want, you know, it's like, I don't want anyone to think that this is stupid, but. I think archaeology is cool. And they got programs in ACC for it, like a study abroad program. Oh, yeah, to London. They do. Yeah, yeah which they I have. think could be oh my cool. Some in like Italy, like a bunch of places, yeah. I want to look into how feasible that would be because I feel like sometimes I regret not putting all my fish, my baskets into what? All my fish. What's the, what's fish the, into basket? Yeah, putting all, all eggs, my eggs, eggs into, into one my eggs into the archaeology <laughs> basket. Like it's like, like it. a Jesus story. Yeah. Fish <laughs> oh yeah, you're probably right. Just making stuff up at this point. Yeah. Um, do you want to get into like the second topic that you wanted to bring up? Yes, because that I was think interesting to me. Just what we were talking about, um, kind of segues well into it, which is. Um, so I've called this following your fears as a way to create your ideal life. So <laughs> basically, um, rather than what is my passion, what is my purpose, which if someone tells me to like follow my passion one more time, <laughs> I'm going to lose it because I don't know what it is. But um, it's following your fears instead as kind of like a compass or a GPS. And I'm not talking here about like spiders <laughs> <laughs> stupid fears like okay we're, we're all adults here it's not i'm not saying like oh you should go you know jump off a bridge or make like a i'm scared of getting into debt so i'm gonna do that no like mm. these are fears it's like you know when say for me it could be like archaeology or anthropology and it's like it's kind of in my mind and it's kind of an idea, but I'm super freaked out about it because I don't know what the future looks like. So it's like, I'm just going to let it go. But that probably is exactly where I need to be mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. there's a reason that you specifically are scared of something. It's like, we don't all have the same, maybe fear isn't the right word. It's not like, but why are you anxious? A terror. You know? But it's kind of like a nervous excitement where it's like your mind's like, ooh, intrigued by this. But then your your brain is like, no, 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 <laughs> don't do that. What are people going to think? You're going to like even. Um, well, I'll explain a little bit more and then we'll get into some examples. But so I was watching a TED talk the other day by Tim Ferriss and he um, goes into this a lot. He kind of inspired me for this this second segment here and he calls it fear setting. Um so it's kind of the idea of analyzing our fears when we feel stuck or we feel lost. And specifically this TED Talk, which we can also link, I would recommend people watch it if, if they're curious about it. But he has multiple writing exercises, but um, he has one called The Cost of Inaction, um, which really resonated with me. And so instead of worrying about the cost of me taking this action or you know jumping off this cliff metaphorical cliff <laughs> um instead of worrying about the cost of taking that action it's what's the cost of not taking that action like mm. what's the opportunity cost so um basically write out write out your fears for over the next six 12 months six months 12 months and then three years <laughs> look back imagine if you had taken this fear taken this action versus if you hadn't it's like what is the opportunity that you have missed by not not pursuing this thing and that really resonated with me because it kind of takes you out of it's like once you've looked at it that way you don't really have a choice or you're really doing yourself a disservice if you're not kind of taking that chance that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Do you guys kind of get what I'm talking no, about? Yeah, here? totally. And I, I, I like definitely personally feel like a big thing mm -hmm. is just like a fear of like not being good enough and like, you know, not having anything worth saying or anything that's appreciated. But, you know, looking from this perspective of like the the several like year spans or like what my life would look like if I don't make these decisions or don't start working for them now. Like it's like it's either nothing comes out of it and I'm satisfied that I at least tried or mm -hmm. like. Um, I've tried and I've succeeded in some way. So it's like there really is no negative when you look at it from that perspective because of like how temporary trying something is. You know what I mean? Yeah, but even if there is like a big cost mm -hmm. uh, or there is like, say you, you're, you're quitting a job that you really mm -hmm. hate so that you can, you know, take on your podcasting business full time <laughs> right. or like, you know, being a director. I th just think that 
that really lines up with this topic because you don't have uh if you weren't like there i'm sure there's some anxiety about of course following that because there isn't any any like sure thing at the end of it Uh but that's like exactly where you know you're in the right place yeah i feel like um I'd love to share this quote from Stephen Pressfield, who wrote The War of Art. Um, and he says, remember our rule of thumb. The more scared we are of work or of a work or calling, the more sure we can be that we have to do it. The more fear we feel about a specific enterprise, the more certain we can be that that enterprise is important to us and the growth of our soul. Um, and I think that goes for, for anything, really. I thought, yeah, that was a mic drop moment for me, at least when I read that. (laughs) That's really interesting. I really like that quote. It's reassuring because I do feel a lot of fear around my like career choices and like what I'm interested in. And that does, it is comforting because it's like, oh, maybe I'm feeling that fear for a reason. Yeah. It's it's comforting that like, that doesn't mean I'm in the wrong direction. That could mean I'm in the right right direction. direction. So I like that a lot for personal reasons. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Leaf? Um, oh my God. I think this reminds me a lot of like when I took a gap year before college and I decided to like just move to Prague out of nowhere. Whoa, Um, that's awesome. I did not know that. Yeah, it was like, it wasn't like spontaneous. I definitely, it was like in the back of my mind forever. Um, but in high school I was like a huge nerd. Like I was president of everything, (laughs) like took like 20 plus AP classes. Like, um, so it's really weird. Like like if my senior self saw me in community college right now, she would be so shocked. Like, mm-hmm. cause I always saw myself going straight to a four year, you know, climbing the corporate ladder and that gap year, like tremendously changed my life forever. I'm like not the same person I was. Um, and it was so scary. Like, cause I'm like just in this foreign country, like not knowing anybody except like my roommates and things like that. But I, it like changed like, like what I valued a lot. Because mm-hmm. before I used to value like making money, making my parents proud, um, you know, being like the perfect immigrant daughter, things like that. And like all these pressures. Um, but after that, you know, after traveling everywhere and meeting so many interesting people, I'm kind of just like, I just want to learn and I just want to go, you know, meet new people, see new places and do what kind of fulfills my soul. And also I got into like photography and like painting again during that gap year. Mm-hmm. So it was just so, it was so like fulfilling. Um, but obviously it came with like a huge risk because mm-hmm. I had no backup plan whatsoever. And all my friends would be getting like internships at like JP Morgan and things like that. And I'd be like, dang, like I'm just going to go to Italy. Like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else to do. But like um, looking back now, you can see ba- like totally the cost of if you hadn't yeah. gone. No, like, for way sure. outweighs the co- the fear probably yeah, that you had. I definitely would not be like the same person I am now. I feel like also I'm a lot more like independent now and like a lot more like comfortable with myself. Like mm-hmm. my high school self was very like in her shell, mm-hmm. like introverted. I feel like I'm still pretty introverted now, but like I don't have any issues talking to new people mm-hmm. and, you know, putting myself out there and going after like new opportunities. Um, so yeah, this resonates with me very, like very heavily. Um, well, but yeah, cool. I definitely, I don't regret anything. <laughs> Even though my parents are always like, I told you, like, you wouldn't like it. Like, you came back after a year. I was like, yeah, like, you know, I needed to, like, yeah, it was like <laughs> yeah, a year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, next time I'll stay for 10 years. Sorry, like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, you would have been gone longer. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, though, once you start, once you kind of, it's like a domino effect. Like, once you start choosing to actually pursue what is uncomfortable versus staying and mm-hmm. what has always felt familiar you're just going to keep on applying that through the rest of your life and it's it will just serve you very well I yeah think. like that is kind of the difference between maybe year or plan number one which maybe we're back going back to the odyssey plan which maybe you write that down you're like oh really is that the path I'm on Mm -hmm. versus kind of plan two or three and that's like you might have to take some action to get there which is but will it be worth it you know well it will it be worth it that's the fear Mm -hmm. right it's like is it gonna be worth it am I gonna make enough money am I gonna make a fool of myself Mm -hmm. that was even me like joining this podcast you know like (laughs) am I gonna just like do I have anything to say? But then on the other side of it, not doing that just cost equally 
if not more, mm-hmm. to my my personal growth. If right. That makes mm-hmm. sense. And doing the podcast has paid off, right? Yeah, yeah. you're <laughs> <a great laughs> <time. laughs> doing so good. Oh my god. Um, for me, my biggest fear is like committing to something. If that makes sense. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. I think I'm very passionate about a lot of stuff. I love a lot of different things in the world. If that makes sense, and like, it's hard to sit down and focus all my energy into one thing instead of like everything. Like I just want to like, I want to learn every language. I want to read every book. I want to like study every subject in school, but like, unfortunately I kind of have to focus and choose one thing. (laughs) And for me, I don't know. Like the big, the big saying is, um, Jack of all trades, master of none. And it's like, Mm -hmm. if I don't sit down and focus on one thing, then ultimately like, where am I going to end up? Just with like a bunch of random skills, but no, no like focus or direction. Yeah, we can really allow with that as like, like as I was, like I was saying, being an undeclared artist or whatever. But I think that's also kind of why journalism feels like it's such a good like fallback because it does feel like a little bit of everything. Like you can be podcasting and writing a magazine and just learning about all these different art forms and different ways people express themselves, especially with like feature writing. And not to just reveal my interests and love of journalism, <laughs> but I just feel like that's kind of like the reason behind my personal reasons for exploring like that as an option Mm -hmm. is just because it is kind of a jack of all trades and that you can just continue learning and doing what you love and trying things you've never tried before all for money (laughs) for me (laughs) like filmmaking was a happy compromise because it does involve a lot of different skills like camera music Mm -hmm. um I don't know, like production design, which is more art focused, like writing. It's it's all the stuff that kind of comes together and allows me to like explore all of my interests, but like under one thing, mm-hmm. which is it, it's yeah, it was a, a good find for me. Like, yeah, period. What were you yeah, saying? And I don't think like having a lot of interests is like inherently a bad thing whatsoever. I'm kind of like the same way where I want to learn about like philosophy, like I'm super into like politics. I'm into writing. I'm into reading, mm-hmm. um, you know, art everything and it's like there's not like a single career path that kind of accumulates all that into one which is what I dislike the most about college I feel like Mm, because once you yeah because once you choose a major it's like you don't really have that many options um but I think like you should embrace that too because a lot of people don't have any interests or hobbies other than like you know wanting to climb a corporate ladder like my best friend like <laughs> now she's like struggling to find like a sense of self and mm. I don't know I feel like that kind of takes away like the soul from you like the more like humanistic parts of you yeah um, I agree I resonate with that a lot and I, I feel like um in this context of like following what you're what you're afraid of or what kind of pushes you out of your box it's like I know there's a lot of things that I that I like doing, I don't know exactly what the next step is, but I, I do know if I just ask myself what I would be kind of nervous to do, like what would, what would push me? Because I, I like, I agree in writing art, like journalism, archeology, span whatever, like <laughs> pretty much all the humanities, I, I could see myself in those fields. But if I look at like, what am I the most like, I have to hold my breath before, you know, clicking submit or like, what, what is that? And then, and then I have to continue through with that and and follow that. And that's kind of like, you're just your personal GPS, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And what is that for you? Like, what's the the thing that makes you hold your breath before you submit? (laughs) Well... Definitely. Declare your major right now. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely applying to UT mm-hmm. was like a big fear because so my sister is already in um, mm. and I've always kind of. Wa- well, she's already in, so I want to I want to get in, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like if I if the there's a huge fear that almost makes me not even want to try or like just go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Because then it's like, then we won't be competing. Mm-hmm. But um, so applying to UT was like a, a big fear for me, which I've done. And then um, I don't know. I don't know. 
applying for a degree in in French is what I have decided to major in. That is a, a really big fear because she's gonna be a French archaeologist. <laughs> That's French. kind of badass. That's I don't pretty know. cool. French studies, yeah. Well, because I don't really know again what I want, but I do know that I can kind of speak French, and I do know that I would love to speak French, like fluently. And I I have like so I'm from Canada. As um, I have a little <laughs> a basis in French, like I have a foundation in French, but I have never really pursued it because when it gets hard, you know, when you get past that intermediate level, you really have to have to push yourself to get over that. Mm-hmm. And I've never really it's been like, ah, I'll do it one day. Mm-hmm. And so I, that was that was kind of overcoming a fear for sure. Um yeah, I definitely feel you with like the UT stuff, and I feel like we talked about it a little last episode. But like, it's it definitely applying to like the four years of of people's dreams is like definitely a huge thing of just anxiety. And um, like, my parents both went to like UT, and then like both I also have siblings that were like like doing pretty well for themselves. Yeah. So like, I can definitely kind of feel what you're saying about this kind of like feeling of not only the 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 feeling of wanting to you know match up to them, but also to wanting to avoid that comparison altogether by going to a different place or like pursuing something completely different. Um, but you know, I don't like that, that they're there, that those fears and anxieties, which are, you know, kind of irrational at, at times would be placing limitations on like where I want my future direction to be as well. And I also think, you know, just because like your major is in something or you're pursuing something professionally doesn't mean it has to be your life either, you know? So like if you're doing, um, like a, a writing career, like, um, you know, you're teaching French, like that's a, a huge passion of yours. And, and there was like, there's still room for those other things in your life that can also be like passions and like, and that, like that kind of thing. And, um, with like filmmaking, you know, like, and like everything we've mentioned is like, there's, there's so many opportunities later in your life to explore those things that interest you. And, um, and in different ways than just that sort of stereotypical direction of, I need a career in it. You know what I mean? Something I forget a lot is that I have a whole lifetime to kind of like get <laughs> into the things that I love. And it's it doesn't have to be the next like five years that I kind of do everything. It's it's easy. It's good to pace yourself. That's right? so true. Yeah. And I feel that um, especially with social media and like you, you're able to see every other 20 year old who is like a millionaire (laughs) and who has started their own company and who's like in the investment market and who's like has their whole life it feels like already and I'm like you know my job is I'm I make smoothies (laughs) like it I think there's a lot of pressure that not this is kind of like a recent thing for our generation to to be surrounded by and constantly comparing yourself to people who have more quote unquote success, mm-hmm. monetary success mainly. Um, and, but yeah, we don't have to know exactly what it's going to be like in the next five years. Um, uh, about social media, like I think comparison has always been around, but not with like such immediacy that we have, cause we have access to the entire world mm-hmm. and we can compare ourselves to everyone mm-hmm. versus like, you know, the 300 people that we knew in our town. So it's... Which is just imagination, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it can be be destructive, but, you know, it doesn't have to be like, I'm seeing the yacht they're, they're, they're using <laughs> every weekend. But also, like, social media is so fake. Like... Mm-hmm. It is. But- I will post, like, the prettiest picture of me in Paris, but, like, the night before I was, like, sobbing in my bed. You know <laughs> what I mean? And it, I think, like, when it comes to comparing yourself... Um, I used to like struggle with that a lot. Like I literally took time off of social media for like a few months. Um, I think once you find kind of like, like once you're more confident in your own life and more comfortable with yourself, that feeling kind of fades away. I don't ever get that feeling. Um, but going back to like, you know, not going to like a traditional four year, like your siblings, et cetera. Uh, my brother also goes to UT and I think my sister probably will too. My younger mm-hmm. sister. <laughs> Um, you get this feeling of like inadequacy, like kind of like a, like a weird, like black sheep of your family kind of vibe. Um, but I think that also is kind of like something that's like ingrained in our brain since like birth. Like, you know, what do you want to be when you're older? That's like the number one question that adults ask you. 
And I feel like that's kind of harmful to ask like little kids, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like Being your whole life directly. path is like your job, you know? Um, I used to tell like, like as a kid, I used to be like, I want to be like a painter. And my parents would be like, you're not being a painter. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, they'd oh, yeah. say that? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think this kind of goes along with like how living in capitalism today has kind of affected our own like personal, like deep desires and our own paths and purpose. Um, and how, you know, the drive to make money and fit in like a traditional kind of path has like taken away I guess, like, what we truly want in life. For me, life under late-stage capitalism, if I dare use that term. Um, <laughs> Did you know it was, like, controversial to use that term? Late like, a lot capitalism? of people don't, like, like, they don't understand that we're living in late-stage capitalism, and they see it as, like, a, you shouldn't say that kind what? of. Yeah. That's so strange. <laughs> Are they denying just, that it's capitalism? That or? it's, like, late-stage capitalism. That, I guess the, the idea that capitalism might come to an end. Oh, like, maybe I this see. isn't really good for us. Yeah. You know? <laughs> anyway, w- w- the I think living under an economic system which, like, prioritizes profit, in some ways it can strip away your humanity, mm. right? Like we were talking about this earlier, kind of like the the desire to be an artist, but also like having to make money and being unable to pursue a lot of passions. It like it, it sort of separates you from your own desire to create and you're forced to at the very least monetize what you create. Like there can't be this, this, sort of like unbridled freedom that we used to have as kids. And I don't know, it's been sort of an unfortunate reality and reckoning with that I've had to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to reckon with. Yeah. I think one of the, I agree with you. And it's like, if I, if I wanted to, so, okay. Well, in a past life, I was a fashion major and I, She's Love. A, sorry, she's a French fashionista <laughs> archaeologist. Yeah, literally from Canada. See, there's many, many things that are on the on the table. But anyway, so this fashion, like I loved sewing and I loved kind of like magazines and that and the, you know it was like a it was a joy for me. Maybe like painting or yeah, or like writing. chronically being on Pinterest making outfits. <laughs> I love that. But when it became something where I had to make money off of it, I was like this isn't even, I don't even want to look at my sewing machine. Like, I don't like it. It's like same with, I don't know if it's the same with art, but same with like anything that's maybe a hobby. I don't think you necessarily have to monetize it. And maybe the goal is finding something that you can make money off of that isn't like your, your, your passion, but Mm -hmm. is something that you enjoy and you can find fulfillment in but then you can also have these other things that you love to do. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of pressure too to turn your, cause so many people say like, oh, just follow what you love to do and you know, you'll love your life. But maybe you don't want to turn that thing into the, into what you make your living off of. If, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And I totally get what you're like. That's like, what I was reaching at earlier with um, viewing your passion as something you need to monetize or something you need to build a career off of, like stereotypically, can be destructive as a way to like... Um, I think there can be both. It, you can have the thing that you love to do. Maybe it is that you love directing films and then you can go into that. But if not, like that's part of the reason why I went into French because I, I like French. I know I'll be able to apply it to something. I'll come away from school with a skill that I know I'll be able to use, but I don't have to like let go of everything else that I love to do as well. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to just be one thing maybe is, is where I'm going with this kind of spiel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I have that mindset too, where I'm like, I need to just like just pick one thing when in mm-hmm. reality it's like, I have such a long life ahead of me that I can pursue, you know, different things at different times in my life, you know, different eras um, and I think that makes a lot of people uncomfortable too, because they kind of just want like one straightforward path. They want to know. But yeah. What I it's feel like now be. I'm more comfortable with like a bunch of different paths I can take and maybe taking, you know, two or three of them. Yeah. Um, with I, like a feeling of uncertainty. And I feel like, like capitalism has kind of like built that kind of inner desire or like need 
to um, think like you need to be on this path to do something you love or um, you need to be following these rules or these kind of like other people like comparison is built out of capitalism's like fuel, which is competition. You Mm -hmm. know, like the idea is that we are competing for our success, which drives the like innovation in our society, I guess. And so like Mm -hmm. it's creating these anxieties of like we need to be better than the other people so that we can be something of worth and successful, I guess. Yeah. And I think that kind of reminds me how like it's like all the work, all the working class is kind of like competing with one another. Um, Kind of reminds me of like Marx's concept of alienation in some ways. And then the rich is just like, you know, looking down at us and seeing us all like fight each other, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, and they still hold like most of the power of, can you explain what that is for people who don't know? Maybe? Uh, yes. It's basically where you feel like a state of being, um, I'm just going to read like the definition online that I find. Um, but it's the estrangement of individuals from themselves and others, a feeling of normal normlessness and powerlessness caused by separation and isolation from an individual's sense of self, society and work. Um, And this happens when I feel like people are kind of overworked or they're kind of like thrown into like a corporation and the workers kind of feel separated from the work itself, the products of the work and their coworkers. And that's like an effect of living under capitalism. Yeah. A lot of like famous sociologists talk about that concept. Um, Which is why I liked what Alice was saying with like in this day and age, like I think it is then important to, if you're wanting to make money off of a career or something, make sure it's something you feel fulfilled by, like with the French or like the learning French or teaching it or um, or like with journalism, it's like it's not maybe like something that's directly my interest, but it's something that I can creatively express myself that will mm. still be fulfilled why fulfilled by while making that money but you know yeah, you know but what I mean? it's it's difficult to do that under yeah late stage capitalism when the when thing the only, that's yeah. yeah it's like it's difficult to make money yeah and be fulfilled at the same time mm-hmm. um because obviously like you guys mentioned before like your art turns into profit yeah and most um, people's side jobs aren't doing french it's like working at a mcdonald's it's, yeah it's, it's like, like you know what i mean yeah it's like being like a door dasher or something like that and it's it's and mind numbing you know yeah. <laughs> I, I think when when you go back to this odyssey plan we were doing in the beginning like making those five the five-year plans that helped me at least see other possibilities of of, of what it, it, it could look like besides the DoorDash or the McDonald's, which is, you know, what I, you know, it's what I, we, what we all do that mm. as like a way to, you know, make the rent or I don't know if we all do it, but yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, and when it's, it's hard not to get stuck in that and to get kind of a pessimistic kind of outlook on like, Oh, the world's against me anyway. <laughs> so I'm just mm-hmm. gonna, it's like, you have to kind of push yourself to, to look outside of that a little bit, which again isn't it's not easy um i guess what we're learning is that capitalism has kind of i guess just built this economic structure that has made us i guess need to be thinking about plans like the the ones alice has brought and so i do think that alice's plans are necessary and they're and they are not necessary but beneficial for kind of kind of finding a way to to live in this economic structure while still maintaining satisfaction and like the work you're giving out and stuff. You know what I mean? So there is just disappointment and, and, um, an impossibility in the fact that we will be having to think about money because of the way our society is built. But there's, there's optimism in, in your plans that's built by the fact that we can make money in ways that benefit us mentally, I guess. Yeah. Like I think it doesn't have to, I think it it can offer a grain of like, excitement maybe about about what we want to create with our lives for me at least the plans like I know that my parents didn't follow their passions like (laughs) I I did not you know grow up surrounded by people who love what they want to do and or what they're doing and so having the ability to like reflect on what I might want to do it gave me like another option like you don't have to hate your job Mm-hmm. I feel like so many people are like, oh, I got to go to work. And <laughs> at the, like there is that element, certainly mm-hmm. um, like not every not every day is going to be like, oh, if I if I hate my job for one day, I'm going to I'm going to leave everything. But um, it just gives like a sense of 
you can create something different than maybe what you have, what you've seen Mm -hmm. or what you think is possible for yourself. It just, it kind of breaks out of your, you have to break out of your mold a little bit maybe to, to go for something that you might not have originally thought was possible. Um, I guess just, if you spend time and think about your future, you can build a better one for yourself despite wow. having to function. <laughs> <laughs> so, so happy. Just pursue things that take you out of your comfort zone and are challenging and that at the same time you find some sort of fulfillment in. Like take that class that you're not really sure if it relates to anything you're going to do in the future I think that's one of the best things about a community college and even our continuing education courses. Like, I don't know if you guys have looked at those, but I like look at them every day. I'm like, what am I going to take? I'm taking music classes right now because of like, just like, um, just kind of this sense of like, well, let me just do something I'm interested in. And just, it's definitely out of my comfort zone, but it's definitely really fulfilling and and fun too. And it just contributes to who you are as a person, I think. And it just makes you more confident in yourself and more sure like you can trust yourself and you're not going to abandon your like humanity maybe as you as you go forward into the mm-hmm. into the world of capitalism <laughs> i'm taking this class called like sense sex and like transcendence it's like <gasps> an world Whoa. literature class oh my god it's I part of like the the honors program class. but it's so interesting like i at first i was like this is so weird like mm-hmm. why am i in this class everybody has like bangs and everything like <laughs> girl you got <laughs> you bangs, bangs. I'm, like, like a, bangs. I'm like a new i'm like new to the they can the, to the bangs um but it's it's so interesting like everybody's like a little like mini philosopher in there and my teacher is so like eccentric and like like I'm glad I like took that risk and just like I was like okay I couldn't even like find her on right my professor so (laughs) that was the biggest part uh, (laughs) that was the biggest risk (laughs) (laughs) I think you're right on the nose with community college being just a great way to be thinking about these plans and for because you can test them out right there you know like you have the avenues to sort of explore your passions, not only in a sort of creative satisfaction way, but a financial vi- viability way, um, you know, both as like a career and and creative passion, which I think is really valuable and really feasible at ACC. And not to give them a little <laughs> um, shout out, shout out, even though, you know, mothership. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, don't take it too seriously, but also take it a little. It's seriously. your life. You know, it's what you make it. <laughs> Go take a continuing education class because you won't mm. regret it. Do something that scares you. Take that class. If you Go, aren't challenging yeah. yourself, then you're not putting in, you're not playing into your full potential, I think. So. Period. Okay. Yeah. okay. I think we can wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. I love okay. this conversation. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in to Speaking with Accent. Um, I'm so happy to have everyone around the table and um, see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.